Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Yeah, we definitely can't get to where we're at today without experiencing those things. Agreed. Especially eight years. So you knew a month into it already. It's amazing how we know, and then we cover it up. Mm-hmm. I'm always in awe from hearing everybody's stories, how we know. We know, right? Like our spirits know. And then there's this, uh, you know, this pre-programmed, I'll fix it. I'll make it better. We'll make this work. Instead of like, I'm not happy. This doesn't work. Let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. But I love hearing stories like yours. Where, you know, we hear you and I, oh, I hear you share your story and it's like you're reliving it. So I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the audience right now is listening, but at some point you're going to be able to see um, what Stacy looks like when she's speaking. And you're going to feel every single obstacle. You're going to feel every single turning point. And it's, you will never get to where we are without experiencing it. And I love who we become in this process, like this community, um, the support, the conversations, the sharing. And you said something, you're like, you know, you don't, don't hide, say it. <laughs> it's like, you have to say it. You can't not keep it a secret. No, and you can't, you're so right. And I, I joke that I've always been an oversharer, but I'm just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm an open book, but I have found in my life, in my interpersonal relationships, my family, my friends, and in my life as a sales professional, my, you know, my real job, my, you know, my day job that I love, it's all built on relationships and it's all, um, that all comes from that vulnerability that we're willing to give of ourselves and, you know, as well as I do, because this is what you do so well, is you give people the freedom to just um, be who they are. And if you're truthful and vulnerable with your own self and your own stories, people are more willing to share. Um, but I just, I want to, I want to be sure in talking to you that the biggest message that I convey is how incredibly happy my daughter and I are now. And that happiness, we, I mean, we have bad days like everyone. Life is not perfect. That's not what I'm trying to say. I have the freedom to make the decisions for her all by myself. I mean, her dad is involved, um, but we're amicable, so it's easy. So every single day when I wake up, I get to choose how to spend my energy, my time, my money, my gifts, my all of it. And I've never experienced that. I've been married most of my adult life. And to be able to be in complete control of myself and not feel responsible for another, for a spouse is very liberating. And it's, um, it's just a freedom that I've never had. And to, the gift of time is the biggest 
you know, and to be able, I only have two years left with my daughter before she'll move out and go to college. And I want to soak up every single bit of that with her that I can get in. We've been traveling. We've tra- we've traveled. We traveled safely throughout COVID many, many times because she was on a hybrid school schedule and I took advantage and I took advantage of being able to work remotely from work. And we've been making up for lost time, you know, just the two of us. And what a gift, you know, and what a gift. I, it's talking to other mothers who are in um, abusive and unhappy marriages is something I want to do more of, but it is very frustrating work because women don't see, they see the challenges and the hard stuff you have to do. And it weighs on them more heavily, unfortunately, than the payoff of setting that example for their children, of gaining the freedom, of getting out from underneath the abuse, of of being actually physically and emotionally healthy and what that does for you. I mean, I feel like I look younger now than I did five or 10 years ago. Part of it's because I don't drink as much because (laughs) when you're married to someone who struggles with alcoholism, you tend to party too, you know, um, part of it's probably that, but the other, I sleep great. I don't have the tension, the stress, my stomach isn't in knots, you know, I mean, I, life is just so much better and so much easier and, the weight that's lifted when you're not responsible for maintaining someone else's happiness and health is enormous. It's enormous trying to keep someone afloat on top of yourself, on top of your kids, on top of your job on top, is so demanding. And to get out from underneath that is the biggest weight lifted you could ever imagine. Yeah. What is some of the routines that you had? Like while we were married? No, like afterwards no. when you were coping through this. So, um, let's see. Exercise. I don't even like to exercise. I hate to sweat. I hate to push my body hard. For real, I never have enjoyed it. But my doctors through the years and I have consistently been like, you know, even if you can maintain your weight and whatever you, you need this, you know, and I am a complete believer now. I I tell everyone I walk uphill on the treadmill real fast for about 45 minutes every day. I try to get like three miles in, which is tons for me. I mean, like I used to spend like 10 minutes working out every day. Um, that's a big, a big thing for me. Quiet time in the morning. I was just talking to my stepdad about that this morning at like seven, actually. I like to get up and I have coffee with my daughter every morning because she's like, we're like coffee aficionados. And so we have coffee together and that time is special because, you know, we can, we can deal with our schedule and talk through stuff, but I also get that special time with her in the morning that is short-lived. Um, that's a consistent thing that we've kept in place all this time. And just the quiet time for me to have some gratitude for where I'm at in life and to feel so good about it. I, I love Shauna Nequist. I'm a big fan of hers. I, I have a little book that I like to refer to because she is like 
my spirit animal. She loves food and she loves God. And she's like, um, always trying to evolve and like, she's very raw and she admits her faults. And that's something that I want to, you know, be good at. I want to be good at telling people the stuff I suck at because being humble is important. Um, so that's a routine. My daughter and I cook together all the time. We cook and bake like crazy, um, tons during COVID, like a ridiculous amount. We give a lot of it away, but we, um, one thing that we do, do, we do do several times a week is make dinner together. And, um, that's really special because I don't, you don't have any older kids, do you? I don't have kids. Okay. No, you just have the stepdaughter. I'm sorry. So my, my daughter, um, at about the age, I tell everyone about the age of 11, they just go to their bedrooms and they never come back out. Like you have to pull them kicking, you have to bribe them with food or, you know, to go somewhere. So to have the time with her every evening, like every morning over coffee, every evening or most evenings over dinner, like cooking together, we eat. And then she goes upstairs People are like, how do you have time to like write a book, do a podcast, do all this stuff? Like you work full time. I'm like, I have every night from like six till 11. That's like five solid hours to work as much as I want on my passion projects. So I do. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.